Good morning. Welcome to another episode of Thursday Mornings with Alex and Don, where Pastor Don answers all of your questions from theology, parenting, and whether he can tell if you're sleeping in church. Enjoy. Please like and subscribe. Pastor Don. Good morning, Alex. How are you doing? Good. Great. I'm going to dive right into this. Dive. So this is something I've been thinking about for a little bit, okay? Um, and so it, Should I be scared? Oh, terrified. Okay. Um, there's no way you're going to be able to figure this one this out. I got so much stuff terrified. to counteract anything you're going to say. You're in trouble. I don't know. Um, so this was kind of a question that was brought up with, uh, I was talking to a friend and um, it was an interesting conversation. Okay. So here's the question that everyone wants to know, like 50 years from now, 100 years or something, once they finally get technology developed, stick with me. At some point, they think there's going to be technology where you'll be able to upload your consciousness into a software, a computer, okay. where you live inside of this software. Like currently, people play role-playing games online, you know, like uh, mm -hmm. World of Warcraft. Um, there's lots of different like worlds. And, they've, and these, these engineers have built these enormous digital worlds where it would take you a lifetime to go and visit all the different you know, towns and different things that they've created in here. And there's also, um, what are those called? Those big goggles you put on virtual reality. Yeah, VR. Have mm -hmm. you ever worn any of those? No. Oh, man. Looks it's, real. It's so real. Like, let me give you an example. There's this one. My friend has one. He goes, try this. Where You're basically riding on a roller coaster, right? And then there's like targets and you can shoot the targets. And it gives you like three or four different settings to narrow your field of view in here. So when you put these goggles on, you, it, everything is how it wants you to see it. And you wow. can turn your head and it turns everything. So full peripheral vision of everything. So this thing moves so crazy like a roller coaster that it lets you dial it down to a small screen in front of you like this big. Oh my. I'm showing like a 10 by 10. Mm -hmm. So basically you're looking at a little TV or else you get motion sickness. I would think so. And I was getting dizzy very dizzy that's how realistic oh, wow it is. anyways well and it's just how much information we take in visually it's amazing yeah. oh it's incredible between audio or audio and visual wow it's yeah. nuts so what does the bible have to say what is your opinions if given the chance you know christians in the future 50 years where they'd be able to upload their consciousness online i assume you've got some sort of robot looking after your you know you know flimsy little body somewhere in a warehouse and you're just living in this virtual world where everything's great you get whatever you want I'm trying to figure who would want to warehouse my carcass anyway uh the the ai the artificial intelligence it's amazing how far it's coming yeah. uh let's keep in mind going back to genesis one everything in its basic form has been created by god yeah. So even as we take silicone and and copper and and make different kinds of things, it their original state, their basic state, was ordained by God. Mm -hmm. Was uh, was created by God. Yeah. So it's not gonna get so out of hand that he can't hold it. Well, sure. It. Um, all the time you were talking, I was thinking. So can a machine praise the Lord? And so I don't know. We talk about legacy. 
and we talk about how we think about the patriarchs and how important they are to us because the lessons they learned and lived through, we can learn from and live beyond, hopefully. Mm -hmm. And so part of the Bible is to help us be better people. If it makes someone better to hear that in the future, our consciousness and know what our thoughts and things like that, God will allow it. The, the negative stuff, I don't think, I think God will filter. Yeah. At least spiritually as people receive it. The other thing is, I'm not sure legacies are to last all that long. Yeah. Because what I find is as historians begin to look back at even uh, stellar characters like uh, Abraham Lincoln, mm -hmm. then they take little bits and start to say, well, but he was this and he yeah. was this and he was very self-conscious. And so, you know, he wasn't as good as everybody wants to make him out to be. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure that legacies, legacies are useful after a certain period right. of time. After maybe after people who actually remember that person in the first, in the first person, like you and I are sitting here. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not sure I want anybody to know my thoughts in 65 years. <sighs> right. After I croak. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. You can look back on pretty much everyone. And be like, Oh, Hey, Hey, yeah, guess what? He wasn't perfect. She right. wasn't perfect. Well, they look at my legacy. They'll know I wasn't perfect. I know. That's like one of the most popular things I've seen in recent, you know, years is like the whole cancel culture thing. And it slowed down a little bit during the pandemic to the point where they're like digging up John Wayne and being like, can you believe this guy said, well, he was born in the thirties. Yes. So, um, everyone you grew up then, so and that's he, what you knew. Well, and he died in 1979. So yeah. he, he doesn't know anything, would not have any <laughs> idea what AI, and you know, and, and the, he's been dead for 40 seven years or something exactly yeah. he didn't have idea yeah. of our context now. yeah yeah so to take the words pre-1979 and then take those words and drop them in this context mm -hmm. is irrelevant i mean it really doesn't make any sense yeah it's no. transposing right from one context to another mm -hmm. what i like about scripture is holds up it holds up despite context yeah and goes beyond it well, what about like so, the whole like you know, uh, um, women not preaching? Mm -hmm. Does that hold up? Yeah, I think even the, I think even the Catholic Church is 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 tr talking about you know, eh, I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna ignore that part now. Everyone else is too. Yeah, I still go back to why, why ignore it? I mean, that's a good question. Well, I I I still put the burden on us guys is are we stepping up to the plate spiritually because when when the men step up to the plate spiritually doesn't matter if it's in the home or in the church hold there on. won't be a vacuum okay hold on though that it sounds like you're saying you know if if men stepped up the plate then we wouldn't need women to fill that role What's then we about? wouldn't have to allow women to fill that role. Well, but in the New Testament they did, allowed it, but it was always under the, the leadership of a, a man. Okay. Hmm. I think that's a little bit sticky. You, you want sticky? Go back to Deborah. Yeah. Go okay. back to the judges. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it, the reason 
there was a judge in Israel, a woman, the only one noted in the time of the patriarchs was when basically the men didn't come through. They were not faithful to the Lord. They were not following God. And here's this woman, and she would, and she'd speak it straight, and she was a prophet. She didn't mince words. I mean, that's a scriptural evidence yeah. of, of what we see following through and into the New Testament even. Mm -hmm. Now, we know husbands and wives were serving together. Right. And, and they were co-partners in the gospel as they shared it. Yeah. I, just, I feel a little bit uncomfortable with, it, with that notion that it's, if there's a woman who feels like she's called to serve or thinks that she should serve, she has to wait until there's a, so where there's something lacking and then she well, needs the support or vote of, you know, five men to let her do it. Well, I can understand that feeling that way. I guess in most contexts that I've seen, it's been basic, basically, it's, it's very gifted women. Yeah. I've seen very gifted women. Oh yeah. And want them affirmed. But what I've seen is the slide in the church towards uh, liberalism has also followed the same line as feminism as it came into the church. So I think we, we have a, while we, I don't want to say no to women, but what I'm saying is this slide in the church is connected. And how do we not at least say it? Okay. When it's evident. Okay. So, and I also don't want men out there lording it. So, you know, this cannot be right. That's a good point. That uh, that's that's pretty fair to say. I yeah. don't want the, it to be yeah. patriarchal. And right. how how with the discussions we have in culture today, that are they're spiced on mm. gender bias. Yeah, uh, it, it's very hard not to have it end up a. I I was uh, praying with a group and uh, they they'd called me and uh, the church was having some stress and so they called me and and I was on the phone with them I did not see this group of okay. elders yeah and I so I addressed them gentlemen let's let's gather oh but we have a woman here we have a woman elder whoa felt awful hmm. my assumption came to the table and and then I thought I knew what I was talking about and I didn't so I felt really bad because I know the church processed that very carefully. So they, they, they were not as accepting of that? No, they had the woman elder. They oh. were accepting of the woman elder. It was just I did not, in my head, have it in the, they had a woman elder, and I felt really bad. Oh, I see. I see, yeah. It, it was a done mistake. Yeah, we're not giving that respect where you knew it was due. Right. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough, so... Well, I'm sure you, I, I have some, we kind of got off topic. I want to ask did. like one more well, question, then go back to it, or unless you got something yeah, more. I, that thing about our artificial technology and things like that. Uh, Hold on a second. Can I ask you one more question? Cause you brought up something I want to, was Jesus like the original feminist? Yeah. In many okay. ways, because he was very accepting of women and many of the stories in the new Testament of Jesus actually encountering was with women i mean yeah. and he we know that he had uh noble women following him mm -hmm. funding his efforts yeah and even rebuked people for not seeing that yeah right 
yeah, I thought that was, I've heard people talk about that before and I thought that was kind of interesting. I just, I don't have a problem with the ideology of the, of the, the basics of the feminist movement, but it's when it gets, it, it goes, it goes too far well, that it, it's seems icky to me. I guess I'm going to put the, the burden on the men. Spiritual men lead their homes differently than men who are not spiritual. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, we need, as Christian men, to make a difference in our family's lives, yeah. in our church's life. And when we make other things more important than what's going on with God, then we have really missed our point. Oh, yeah. So I don't want to... What that's where I think the slide is. Then all of a sudden, you know, if a if there's more women in the pews than men, what does it say of the church? Basically, the men aren't engaged. Then you have to ask the question: Why aren't the men engaged? And then find the point where they disengaged, if they ever were. Yeah. And then the third piece is: Why aren't men in the United States as engaged in spiritual activity as women? Yeah. And it says something about our country. Mm-hmm. So it probably all goes down to a comfort country preacher who didn't get his job done. Yeah. There you go. It's your fault. It's my all fault. Right. Back to the good questions. All right. So there's an, a robot pastor. Can we do that? It's going to preach sermons that are 10 times better than you. Oh. He's bringing people down for altar calls. He's he's preaching to them. There's being saved. I first of all, I don't I don't know if God would let that happen, but we'll, we know that a like already artificial intelligence can act on its own to be very persuasive in a conversation with a real person, to manipulate emotions, to engage and create nuance in a conversation. That freaks me out a little bit. Amen. But should it okay 50 years from now when i assume no one will listen to this but just in case they do the only thing left on earth somehow is this this these videos and podcasts oh my should you be listening to a robot about your salvation my question in response would be so what's the moral umbrella that's guiding the overall output of the robot in other words Every program has a designer. Mm-hmm. Every uh, robot has an engineer. Mm-hmm. What's the intent behind it? Now, when we come, when we start talking about spiritual things, we have a moral umbrella, a Yahweh God, yeah. creator God, sustainer God, uh, who loved us enough that he sent Christ into the picture. That's the moral umbrella that we are operating under, yeah. even to, in our discussions right here. Then I'd have to say, so who created and why the robot? Who create the algorithm behind how that's generated? Thank you for this technology that we can use for your kingdom. And bless these words as they go out over the air and wherever they end up. We pray they might add a little spice to someone's day. Lord, bless the hearer 
of the messages that they hear from this broadcast. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for joining us for this week's episode. We are both having a ton of fun making these videos and episodes. And if you're having fun too, please tell a friend about this and help us to grow this mission. Thank you and God bless.